B104, this is Audra. Hey, Audra, Bill of Premier. We've got uh, Ashley Banfield here for you. Awesome, great. Thank you so much. Hey, Audra. Hi, good morning. How are you? I am, so I'm great. I have to get my fangirl out of the way, though, because uh, big fan been watching you for years uh and, oh, that's so nice. well i have to tell you my husband's a bigger fan he just loves you <laughs> he'll be excited to hear about crime nation that's uh, a new true crime show on the cw that you are you hosting are you contributing what's your role with this show I am one of the major contributors of this program and yeah it's a, it's a two-hour deep dive into these massive crime stories that have sort of gripped the nation um things we just can't shake no and you know as as media personalities it sometimes you feel almost connected to the stories once you start telling them because you learn the really the deep in information that most people don't know we do and not only that i personally become very connected to these stories because I become connected to the people. I mean, I have long friendships um, throughout the years with with the people involved in these in these stories. Elizabeth Smart's father, Ed Smart, and I um, have maintained a friendship after all these years. John Benet Ramsey's dad, John Ramsey, um, John Walsh, who lost his uh, little boy Adam. These are all friends of mine. These are people who um, I connect with on a very deep level because. They're not just stories to me. These are, you know, these are real lives um, that are going through a metamorphosis they did not invite. And strangely, I, I have one of the only blueprints, if there even is one, and there isn't one. But I can oftentimes connect them to each other. And so many times I do. Many, many times I will connect, you know, Joe Petito um, to, to John Walsh so that he has someone who can guide him a little bit in this terrible new world that, that um, you know, they find themselves in. So it's, it's personal for me. That's interesting that you are able to make those connections for people. I never would have thought of that aspect of our business as a way for you to connect, you know, the, the families of, of crime victims. That's that's fantastic. I love the fact that you do that, that you feel drawn to do that. Is is that one of the reasons why you've kind of um, ventured into crime is because you want people to know the truth about what's happening? I think, yeah, but also um, we've over the last, well, I've been at this job now for 36 years. I can't believe it. But I think we've all, as a society, started to recognize that you know, true crime is is us. It's it's our world. It's our neighborhoods. These are our friends and family and neighbors and coworkers uh, who are involved in these stories. It's not a movie at the movie theater. I mean, we've always been entertained by these mysteries at the movie theater, only to realize they're happening all around us. I think that's a lot of times why people have been gravitating to the true crime genre in the just remarkable numbers. That they have because we started to recognize this is us right and i'm curious to know if there are any stories that you have taken on that you're kind of surprised at how they've ended well some of the stories that we're doing they're still 
they're still going. You know, like, for instance, if you think about Delphi, Indiana, and um, the two little girls who were murdered in Delphi, there is a suspect who's been charged and is still awaiting trial several years into this. I mean, we're, we're many years into this story now, more than half a decade. And we're finding new people who are speaking for the first time, you know, like exclusive interviews with, with classmates, uh, friends of the victims, um, an ex-girlfriend of one of the first people who was considered a person of interest as to what he said before he died. So there are things that are actually developing, even though the stories seem as though they've resolved. And then there are the resolutions like Lori Vallow, where I never for a moment believed that she wouldn't be convicted, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Chad, Daybell hasn't gone to trial yet, and that's coming in the next couple of months. So it's a story that has an ending, but still continues. So that's what I've been finding so interesting about the stories that we've uh, that we've been covering on, on Crime Nation. You mentioned that you've been doing this for for 36 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you've had... I'm, I, can't, I can't believe I'm that old. No, nah, listen, hey. sis, we're about the same age. <laughs> so, I'm right there with you. I'm curious, though, because you have worked for some of the largest news corporations, some of the largest networks, um, and and lately you've kind of uh, branched off with News Nation. Does it give you a feeling of, uh, I don't know, like the feeling that we had when we first started out when you, you know, go with someone who's a little bit newer and maybe they're discovering how to do things a little differently because the status quo doesn't have to be the status quo with them, right? Yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, in, in a way, what I have found at News Nation was how delightful it was to return to the roots of what journalism is supposed to be, and that is no sides, no bias, hearing everybody's perspective. Because in television news right now, you don't get that. Right. Everybody's picked their team. They've, they've retreated to their corners. They're in their echo chamber, and they're bouncing around like a clown show. Um, but at News Nation, we've decided to go back to the way news was born, and that was hearing from all sides in the same story. I think that there's um, a grave injustice that's done to people when they get sucked into a story and don't even realize that there's a lot of guilt by omission by the people who are telling the story. Mm-hmm. The story might just sound so unbelievable on one network because they left out a huge part of it that makes it a little less astounding, you know. Yes. But outrage sells, you know. Yes. So what we've decided is that I think what sells is good journalism. People want to be informed, especially in an election year. People just want to know. And when it comes to justice, they want to know what the truth is. They don't want to know what the popular opinion only is, you know? Yes. And, you know, I try to teach people, dive a little deeper, learn a little more. Don't just read one story, read four, you know, look at all the different perspectives that are coming out of this. And that's one thing that that I know we have always loved about your journalism, Ashley, is that you want to know a little bit more. You're trying to find a little bit more information. And honestly, you have the stick-to-itiveness that goes with being a good journalist because you've stuck around for a long time and and worked to be a little bit better. My goodness, you've won an Emmy. You've won a lot of awards. What would you say is possibly 
the highest honor that you've achieved? Oh, my goodness. I think being a mom, without question. Uh, that, that part, I didn't know it. Nobody tells you that that's the hardest thing you'll ever do and the most rewarding thing yeah. you'll ever do. Um, you know, when you get a phone call from your 18-year-old son <laughs> who says, Hi, Mom, I just want to talk. <laughs> it's like it's like a thousand Grammys. <laughs> you are absolutely right. My 26-year-old son lives two doors down. I see him every day. I absolutely love it. So, well, you are um, you're an inspiration to young ladies in our in our industry. You have been an inspiration to me for my entire career. Absolutely love getting to talk to you. Ashley Banfield, Crime Nation is the show and it's on the CW Tuesdays at seven o'clock our time here in Missouri. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Audra, such a pleasure. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you. Thanks, Audra. All right. Bye-bye.